You have to give me. Up in the cloud. It's up in the cloud. Permission to record and permission to share screen. Do you want to record this? Uh, just to actually, you know what? Just send me the the video. I'll oh, okay. It. Okay. That'll work. But just uh, allow me to share screen. I did. Okay. So whenever you, whenever you're ready. I mean, we're rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Ground uh, Underground News Team. I butchered it again. Take two. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground News Team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I am the lunatic fringe, the left lip ghost, and with me as always, the radical one, the raging one, the right lip, Ryan Dean. How are you, my friend? Good. Good, good. I see a dog behind you. Is that one of the asshole dogs or one of the good dogs? It looks like uh, uh, Odin. Odin. Yep. The okay. coonhound. The one that you Very say good. I'm racist because he's, his breed's called a coonhound. Yeah. Every time you say coon, I'm like, what year is it? But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, he looks like a great boy. Uh, do you want to explain what's going on? I know that you had a hellish week. Um, you know, I feel I feel personally like a flake to my audience. Because, you know, I was releasing, you know, just a year ago, three episodes a week, sometimes four. And uh, now I'm not even able to keep up on the easy releases. And, you know, it's not your fault, dude. Shit happens. But uh, do you want to explain what's going on here? Yeah. So people know, well, we usually record the main show on um, either, usually Sundays. Every once in a while, we'll do do a Monday evening and then I turn around and put the Patreon out and put, you know, schedule my end to be released. And for whatever reason, uh, at some point I looked over the roadcaster had stopped recording or I bumped the button is what I'm thinking I did. And when we got all done, I, I went to convert it with your big old fat ass too. It's probably but what probably, you did. I was, I was twerking. I was grinding on it. I, 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 mean, I was feeling everything that we were getting into, but we stopped and Zoom would not convert any of the audio, any of the, the video. It gave me a weird message saying, if you do that, your personal data might be at, at risk and this and that. And I was like, fuck. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to get get all bent out of shape. Right? We'll just, you know, I like to have it ready to go so the listeners on my end can get up. And when they're on their way to work or whatever, they know the episode's already released. So I was like, well, we'll just release it late Tuesday. Well, didn't get home till late. Daughter had to take her to the emergency room for, you know, some minor health issues or whatever, minor, major, just some shit that's been going on for, for far too long. And the doctors just can't seem to get their fucking mind around it. And who she needs to see is booked out till next July. And nobody can get her in any earlier. So maybe hopefully we're trying, hoping for a fast track. So Mm. long story short, came home yesterday after that. And I just zoned out, watched some TV and went to bed early. And I was, I was just like, I'm, I'm done, done with the day. Well, didn't we try to record yesterday or was that two days ago? It was Monday that we tried to record. It was Monday when we had all, all the technical issues. Yeah. Everything got all fucked up. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, just a weird week, you know? Um, but yeah, no big deal, man. Hopefully, you know, your daughter can get her situation figured out. You know, it's, uh, it's always a little scary, but it sounds like, you know, things will be okay if, if 
they can just get a handle on what's going on. So yeah. prayers luckily, for your daughter. Yeah. Luckily they've, they've eliminated any serious life threatening things like MS tumors, you know, all sorts of shit. So you, you were and, making it sound like it could be like a, a mental, like panic attack situation, which, you know, it happens, yes. dude. It, yeah. It's a stressful fucking time being like, how old is she? 19, 20, 20, dude, that's a stressful time, man. Like, I was unstable when I was that age too. And I like to think of myself as a very, you know, stable minded person these days, but like a rock. Yeah. I am the true North. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's so, you know, like I said, prayers go out to her, man. I hope that she can get better and figure out what's going on, dude. She sounds like a, a nice, nice young lady, you know, a daughter of a, of a buddy of mine. So you never want to see that, but this is the reason why we're a little late on this, guys. So hopefully you can kind of understand what we're doing. We're working on some really interesting stuff with the soap, though. I'll fucking tell you that right now. I'm pretty happy with how the uh, new scent covers are turning out and, uh, you know, doing a lot of fun stuff there. But we want to do kind of two short ones for you. There will be like, you know, this one, I think we didn't discuss this. Are we doing two? Yeah, we'll see. We'll okay. just see how it goes. Okay. Well, um, I don't know, man. We don't need to do the uh, beating around the bush. We don't need to fucking talk about our weekends. Because I do we want to say do... one thing on the soap. Um, the order was received and hope, and it was double checked to make sure we get the right quantities of each scent personally by my wife. And they should start making it. Uh, she's thinking either tomorrow or early next week. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll wait to announce the uh, scents when we know yeah. that we're actually getting them and stuff, but you're going to love them should be pretty damn cool. Um, what is this thing that I saved here? I've got to look at this really quick. Uh, wow. Oh yeah. I mean, I saved some weird stuff, I guess when I'm drunk, but we'll watch it. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So first thing that I want to share, um, and some of these things we tried to cover on the last episode too. Um, so, you know, we're going to go through some stuff. It might feel like we're repeating some stuff and we might actually repeat some stuff that we did like an episode before because it's all a blur these days. But uh, yeah, man, check this out. Greta Thunberg coming in with some good advice, dude. Some really, really good advice. Uh, <laughs> and she always does. And this is the one that I was looking at where I was like, what did I save? This obese woman. We'll We'll check it out, though, in a second. But yeah, here's Greta Thunberg. She has a nice feedback. Yeah, Furby, right? Yeah, well, it's a very, it's like she had her own personal picture put on on that fanny pack. That's what her vagina looks like, I bet. Oh, my God. Here is Greta, and uh, I actually do want to make sure that I get in there and get the sound, so I'm just going to click that volume here on Instagram. And here's uh, Greta talking about having, like, ethical wars instead of, you know, these wars that are really bad for the planet. <sighs> War is always bad, specifically for the planet. If we want to continue uh, fighting battles like environmentally conscious humans, we must make the change to sustainable tanks and weaponry. There are so many new concepts for uh, battery-powered fighter jets that can carry many more um, missiles, biodegradable missiles, of course. Something literally everybody can do to stop this nonsense is, for example, block the roads to gardens and farms so the plants don't get overrun by these heavy, heavy tanks. Hand grenades, very important. If you use hand grenades, 
Please use vegan grenades. No animal should have to give their life for all this mayhem and chaos. They have a special sticker on them. You really can't miss them in the uh, grenade market or wherever you buy them. Yeah, I cover all of this and more in my newest book, Vegan Wars. I ordered Willie Magazine. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. Shit, motherfucker. Hey, those came through perfectly clearly. I think that what the problem is is like maybe I need to host these because that came through. Usually when you play them, uh, it comes through like a fucking Chewbacca, but that sounded nice. Okay. Well, maybe so, we figured something out. Hey, problem solved. What do you think of Greta? That to me almost seems like a fake AI generated clip. It does. Uh, because when she started saying EV airplanes that can carry <laughs> more missiles and vegan grenades and they're cl- clearly marked or what have you, get the fuck out. If this is real, if she really, really <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It's like you fucking dumb piece of human flesh because a you obviously don't know how heavy a missile is uh the lightest one for the f-16 and and i'm only speaking from the air force f-16 f-15 fort or a-10 um f-15 it takes three people to lift it okay it's a three-man fucking lift all the others are used basically with a a military adapted type of forklift. We'll we'll just put it that way. (laughs) So they ain't going to be carrying many more missiles because they're heavy to begin with. Well, like a piece of shit. Maybe uh, you just don't know as much as Greta does about airplanes, Gus. That's true. I probably don't. Probably not. Especially these vegan airplanes. I just Mm -hmm. love the idea of, uh, you know, climate activists, not having a problem with war as long as it doesn't fuck up the environment. Fuck all the dead right. people. Who cares about that? Let's yeah. let's focus on the fucking environment, which I honestly do. Like when I see things like this, it makes me want to take like all the greenhouse gases that I possibly can and just dump them out into the fucking world. Like I can't do much personally, but maybe like if I go and like take some of my used vegetable oil that I usually throw away and dispose of responsibly, maybe I just go pour that on a tree outside. Maybe that would affect something, right? Maybe, but I don't know. I just want to go out there and fuck up the environment when I hear things like this. Well, it, um, it will do thing. It'll it will attract some ants. I think that's about it. They'd probably actually enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Nice, nice fat reserve. Wild. Um, we played this last uh, last time when we tried to do this. I, th- I find this so fascinating, man. This this thing called an opium bird. OK, yeah. uh, Ghost, you've seen this as well. Um, check out this clip, man. This is like a hip hop artist where I guess his brother was kind of like a leader of some terrorist organization. Sounds like a weird story. Interesting guy to get into. But this is his work on uh, opium birds. And the images of these things is wild. They look like cryptids. Yeah, very much so. I found an opium bird and discovered their origin. It all starts here. The mountains of Georgia are home to many different creatures, including some of the most intelligent stray dogs. After conducting months of research, me and a team of a few stray dogs have retrieved the corpse of an opium bird. It turns out that the opium bird is the result of generations of eagles mutating 
presumably from feeding on the alpine longhorn beetles some 50,000 years ago, equipping them with a gene called ACTN50, resulting in increased size, sense of fashion, individuality, and an introverted personality type. They later migrated throughout the world, with most of them currently inhabiting Antarctica. I made a music video detailing the events. It might be a little hard to hear, but uh, yeah, man, that, I'd never heard of these things. I actually wouldn't mind looking them up real quick. Yeah, let's look it up and uh, see if we can get some kind of verification on it. Because I know we didn't do it last time, but man, they are they're 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 interesting looking. Uh, they, they their beak and their head remind me of like the bubonic plague masks, the death mask that they used to wear with those long beaks and what have you. And then they stand really tall. So uh, they're kind of creepy. Like, and the fact that now they only originate in Antarctica and we're not allowed to go to Antarctica. What the fuck else is down there? Okay. Well, let's see if this thing's real. Um, there's a fact check on it. Ooh. It doesn't really, you know, I don't really care about that. But this says, it, you know, it's interesting. Fact check is the opium bird real viral 2027 meme explained. Uh, am I tripping uh, or? Okay. <laughs> I feel like Joe Biden right now. Um, right. Images of a Bigfoot-like creature called the Opium Bird have recently gone viral on TikTok, perplexing users about its existence. The first video uploaded by Drev FX on September 12th com- uh, comprised several still images of the viral creature facing the camera. It reached over 1.1 million views. Now... The opium bird does not exist, they say. A second video okay. by DrevFX, uh, DrevFX containing similar stills of one side of the opium bird facing the lens was uploaded on September 14th with the term opium birds in the caption. It has been viewed over 6.4 million times until now. Um, so basically, these guys are saying that this is a fake bird, but there's multiple articles on this. There's one from uh, MSN. Uh, they saying, also say Bigfoot's fake, well, and I and I'm a believer. I know, and to me, I mean, it looks that does fake. Look fake as fuck. It does. Uh, humanoid bird that humanoid bird that looks like it would sacrifice you off a cliff is really creepy. Uh, this is from MSN. So, if this is a fake thing, and MSN MSN is reporting on it. I mean, we gotta we gotta do something about this, right? They're doing yeah. all kinds of fake fake news posts and they're talking shit. Um, it looks fake, I will say, but I mean, what a cool AI creature is creepy. Okay, so yeah, they're actually saying here that it's fake as well. Um, but yeah, man, Damn, I think it's they did reference the the Bigfoot sighting that was uh, taken uh, from that train that we covered uh, in Colorado. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't thing, know, man. Some of these newer cryptids or people that try to put out cryptids like this, I get it. I mean, man, that would be cool if something like that really did exist, yeah. and it does only live in Antarctica. But I, when it comes to cryptids, and when I was on uh, a different show back in the day, my co-host would would really look for some of these obscure cryptids. And to the point where they were really far fetched, and I'm like, nah, like I'm well, not. That's your favorite it. show to do ever. So I'm and, surprised that you're saying, yeah, that. yeah. 
Um, it was for like the first three episodes, <laughs> but um, it just uh, I don't know. Like, just stick to the basics, you know. Bigfoot, you know, everybody loves the big hairy man. Now, can I get behind Dogman? I'm still up in the air about Dogman. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't you just calling it a werewolf? Why Dogman? Um, are you are you implying that it's a man that can shape shift into a dog? Well, that would be a werewolf, you know. So. I don't know. Give me Nessie. Give me Sasquatch. I'm happy. Now, the Puckwudgie and some of these other fairy tale or not fairy tales, but uh, tales passed down from generation of Native Americans about the little people and stuff like that. Fascinate the fuck out of me. The Thunderbird, too. Stuff like that. Yeah, the Thunderbird. Uh, I I believe in the Thunderbird. Um, You know, you, you get video every now and again of these huge birds like especially down in south america flying and very rare sightings what have you so yeah but when it comes to a lot of these other ones it's like just shut the fuck up you're you're really starting to look fucking crazy and dumb yeah well you know i will say dude uh cryptid people are some of the like they have some of the worst sense of humor out there when it comes to this and i actually experienced this firsthand you know uh, I haven't yes, gotten to talk to Tony Merkel in a while. And I, you know, I actually liked the guy, you know, but I think that he kind of sided with Sam Tripoli, which is the wrong side in that whole thing. Uh, if everyone knew the full story, Christian man fighting the, the good Christian fight, that's who he would side with. Yeah, well, I'm not going to, you know, criticize uh, any of that. But yeah, if, if everyone knew the full story, not one person would be on that dude's side. Um, and these are only my opinions expressed by Ghost himself, not Ryan Dean. Right. Um, when I was on his show, he was doing like a Christmas Eve thing or something, and he invited on like I think it was the blurry creature, it was some one of the big ones. What's the other big cryptid? Sasquatch Chronicles. Sasquatch Chronicles is who it was. What a dull sense of humor that guy has. I will tell you right now, sounds like one of the worst people you can actually hang around with, to be honest. Um, I was talking about how you know, Tony was wanting to do all this, like, you know, elaborate stuff with like what he's doing now, you know, the documentaries, this fun stuff like that. Right. And I was like, dude, you guys should do invest in like a comedy show where it's like a dating series for Bigfoot. Right. And I'm not going to lie. It's not a hilarious joke. It's just, it'd be a funny concept. Right. Right. If there was a dating show that was clearly fake about like all these, you know, bachelorettes, and Bigfoot, and they're all trying to, you know, win over Bigfoot. And Tony asked the guy, he was like, oh, man, how do you think that would go over in the uh, cryptid community? And this dull dude is like, no one would like that. Uh, Just like, it's like, okay, I get it. I get this is your life, and your life's a lie because you're focusing on fucking Bigfoot. But (laughs) But let's let's laugh about it a little bit, right? right. Um, There is such a thing as Bigfoot erotica. Okay, I'm and, sure there is. Get, there is, and people eat it the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. If you were not even like showing skin or anything, but just like you know these chicks like making out with Bigfoot, um, yeah. I think it'd be like a the hit. Bachelor, Bachelor only Bigfoot edition. Exactly. Yeah, cryptid yeah. edition. And then if it's a hit, you can spin it off to Chupacabra, Skunk Ape, all these different yeah. ones, you know. Uh, but yeah, keep doing the same fucking thing over and over again, guys. Um, so yeah, that was my rant about the Bigfoot community and how fucking boring they are, to be honest. But yeah, um, I gotta admit, 
that was one of the that was the first podcast I ever listened to was was Sasquatch Chronicles. I never listened to a podcast before in my life. Always been fascinated by by Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call them. And uh, it was the summer before we had Corona and what have you. I was building my chicken coop. I didn't want to listen to talk radio. And I was like, I don't know. I just typed in Sasquatch. That was the first one that came up. I liked it. And eventually that's how I discovered the confessionals and the confessionals used to be great when he got into conspiracies and covered a whole bunch of different topics. And then J six happened and his balls dropped off and a lot of other things happened. And now he just focuses on, you know, just like the, it's almost like the same paranormal over and over and over again, kind of like how it's almost the same kind of sightings over and over again. And it just gets boring after a while listening to the same thing over and over again. You got it. You got to switch it up. You know, stop doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. Like I said, I wasn't trying to talk any crap about, uh, you know, like I said, I still, I still don't, I'm, I'm impartial to Tony. I, like I said, it was kind of weak how he did that, but, uh, cause he did bail on a, uh, podcast that he was supposed to do with me and my friends because I think his daddy got mad at him there. Uh, I'm trying to look up something as we're talking here. He's so trip. Hey, he did the same thing to me. And that's when I gave him the two finger salute. Yeah, it's all good though. You know, everyone, everyone oh. does their own shit and yep. idolizes other human beings. That's okay. Um, let me see here. I'm trying to find this, uh, histotripsy thing, which we, we talked about yes. briefly. Uh, I actually, I shared this with my wife last night. Um, God, what, what the heck were we talking about? We were talking about somebody. Oh, it was, it was a family member. Um, uh, I don't want to give away too many details, sure. but I was telling her about this, the, this, technology and she's like are you serious i'm like yes i said you know and and we tried to cover it and this and that i don't want to give too much away but i sent her an article on it for her to read and and pass on so maybe that said family member i don't know can maybe take advantage of it and might might help that person right yeah man i think uh, it's definitely interesting now can you see instagram here yes okay so the FDA approves a $12,000 cancer treatment that uses sound. I like how they capitalize sound. Is that like an acronym for like satanic, orthodox, underground, nihilistic destruction waves? Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. But uh, sound waves to disintegrate tumors as a painless alternative to radiation and chemotherapy. Now, we mentioned this. Um, this seems... Like we've known about this for a while, like us dummies. We we know that sound right. can do this, right? And when when they're going out here and they're saying that, hey, we found like a cheap, you know, relatively cheap, uh, safe, painless cure to cancer, a cure, not just a treatment, but a cure. Uh, they call it a treatment, but I, I would say if you could fucking burn a tumor with sound, that's probably a cure. Um this is here. And so, you know, we were, we were talking about, man, this has been a big cash cow for the medical industrial complex for generations at this point now. Um, what's the next big thing? How are they making money now? And it would be through vaccines and through fake pandemics. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to get give us a cure to cancer or a very, very effective treatment for cancer because they found their next big thing. 
and their next big thing, just like how AIDS used to be huge in the 70s, right? I think 60s, 70s, maybe 80s. Um, um, more prevalent in uh, the 80s okay. than anything. So then maybe the 60s, also the 70s and 80s, absolutely 80s. This was popular back then. It was like the cool thing, right? And when I say cool thing, I'm obviously it's tongue in cheek. It was a horrible thing. It was a death sentence back then. But now it's actually like, AIDS was it was the what was it AZT or whatever that they were prescribing as the the cure. And it might not have been AZT. It's something something with that acronym that they, they Fauci was pushing. Well, That's similar thing that they were pushing for the cure to COVID was a, an AIDS yeah. drug, right? So, you know, AIDS is no longer in style. Cancer is the new thing. Cancer is the scary thing to worry about that everyone can get no matter what, right? You're going to get it just like AIDS used to be. And now they're giving us a cure. They're giving us a a, a legit treatment for it. Something new, something relatively inexpensive. The big thing that's going to replace cancer, in my opinion, is these fake pandemics, these vaccines, um, Possibly things that will move us closer to that transhumanist agenda, too. Um, I think that's their big push. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember you thought that was a profound thought. You were either too young or not yet born. Um, It was the Summer Olympics. And I want to say the diver's name was Brian Boitano, if, if I'm not mistaken people that are listening can fact check me or whatever, but he was getting ready to do, he was standing backwards. It was on the low dive. He was the first uh, Olympic athlete to compete with AIDS. Okay. Ew. And he was standing backwards on the low dive and he was getting ready to jump backwards, but do a forward flip toward like, like he would be flipping towards the, the diving board. Well, Isn't he that like that, a reverse he, gainer. Kind of. Yeah. In a, in a sense. So, yeah. Um, but his head hit the diving board and it, it lashed open and blood got in the, the pool. Ew. Now, they shut the pool down. Like, because obviously at the time, they you know, it was kind of like early COVID. You know, they didn't really know. They didn't know that amount of chlorine in, in that pool actually killed the, the quote unquote AIDS virus. Um as soon as it went in the water, but they didn't know that, you know what I mean? So they had to cut it. They, they drained the pool. They, they did all this crazy shit and then refilled it and, and what have you. But it, it I, when I was growing up, dude, like you looked at someone bleeding, you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to get eight. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. yeah me too. They put, they put it into you. And it was crazy. Well, you know, what's funny, man, before we uh, play this video, it's a five minute video, but it really breaks down the technology of this histotripsy. Um, dude, I always thought the same thing too. And anytime we'd see someone cut themselves, it'd be a kid, a 14, 13 year old kid or something. Right. And you'd scream AIDS, right. It was a joke. It was to kind of shame the person that was bleeding. Um, I used to get so pissed off at my stepdad. Uh, I remember it on a camping trip or whatever. We were, we were fishing and what have you. And I don't know, he did something to piss me off. And I'm like, don't look at me. You're going to give me AIDS. You know, That's a just, good one. <laughs> yeah. You got and, his ass. Yeah, I got them, even though they were they were laughing their ass off at me, and that just made me even more mad. But yeah, how old are you? Oh my god, I was probably like this is last year, 11, 12, somewhere oh. somewhere in there, maybe okay. maybe thirteen, <laughs> maybe maybe puberty had something to do with it. I'm not really sure. But yeah, I was, was forty. Like, yeah, I was forty. It was just a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one thing that I was going to mention was that when I 
uh, shit, this is probably eight years ago at this point. I had this girl that I had the biggest crush on. Remember the MySpace days? I did, but I never had one. Okay. Uh -uh. So, you know, there was this girl that I was just obsessed with. Like, I told her I loved her in in, uh, high school and stuff. Like, I was obsessed with her. And uh, we never dated in high school. But I was just, I mean, she was gorgeous, dude. I, I think that's where my real love for Latinas started was back then. Um, beautiful okay. girl, big old fat ass. You know what I mean? Just gorgeous. And uh, I was obsessed. And she, we, you know, we were friends. You know what I mean? Like close, close friends. And uh, she was attracted to me. I, I was attracted to her. She knew it. We had this other friend, mutual friend, um, that was a girl that you know we we all hung out together all the time. And I was just always trying to get with this chick, dude. And finally, you know, we graduate, we go our separate ways and all this stuff. And, you know, in 2000, I graduated in 2009. I want to say 2015, 2015. Um, I end up, you know, like we, we kind of meet again. We talk again on, on uh, Instagram and we say like, oh, we should hang out for old time's sake and all this stuff. End up, you know, hanging out, end up fucking finally. I mean, I'm, oh. I'm reaching my dream here. Okay. And oh, I it, it, uh, is this going to take a dark turn? It does. It does, oh, dude. Oh, so apparently, fuck. I mean, she had had sex with some other dudes before, but apparently they were all very small. I'll say I end okay. up popping this girl's cherry. OK. Oh, and OK. This is where I'm thinking. But well, uh, I literally I thought that I had gotten AIDS at that point and I wasn't a kid. <laughs> I was in my, you know, mid twenties, thought I got AIDS. She felt really bad because she had also lost a lot of weight. She used to be thick, like, like I said, fat ass. And, uh, she lost quite a bit of weight. And, um, so, you know, I, I thought like, I'm thinking in my head, like, oh shit, she lost a bunch of weight. And now she's bleeding on me. And now I have AIDS. And she knew, she knew that I was worried about it and shit. So I felt kind of bad about it. But yeah, dude, I mean, uh, it's even, a even though. Yeah, even though just sticking your your dick inside her, you would have got AIDS. Oh yeah, whether she or not. Yeah. Then speaking of being scared, I used to wake up sometimes as like a teenager. You know, you sweat in in your sleep. Do you have night sweats? You might have AIDS. And I'd wake up and and be like, Oh my god, I I have night sweats. I, I, I somehow I got AIDS. Yeah, it's a program thought, man. Like when you see that, uh-huh. when you see blood, when you see bodily fluid like that. You think, you know, something's wrong and something bad's going to happen from it. But, you know, I don't know. It's, well, uh, I'm, it I'm was, glad uh, it didn't take the turn that I thought it did, was going to. I thought she was, but I, th- I thought she gave you like the seven year itch or, or something like that. No, no, no. She didn't. No, she was clean. It just, I thought that, you know, like I said, I thought she had AIDS after that, which is such a stupid thought. You know what I mean? Like it's a normal bodily function. I could have jostled something loose or whatever. Um, but yeah, dude, it was just, uh, and and it kind of ended up ruining everything. Like we still like, we're doing that stuff for, you know, a couple months after that. But I mean, this was like, like almost like wife material stuff for me back in like high school. You know what I mean? Like if my high school self knew that I got with this girl later, years later, I would have like high fived the shit out of myself. (laughs) But, uh, you know, sad, sad situation where a little blood will scare you away like that. Uh, not to be too crude, but yeah, let's go into this uh, histotripsy. Very fascinating stuff. 
it was just truly amazing to see it just erasing the tissue in front of my eyes. That's what it looked like. Imagine a cancer treatment that can destroy tumors with nothing but sound. Hesitripsy is a non-invasive interventional technology that uses ultrasound to break up the target disease tissue. Pioneered by University of Michigan researchers and developed for clinical use by Minneapolis-based company Histosonics, Histotripsy is a promising alternative for cancer treatment. After a 20-year journey, Histotripsy could soon be used to treat liver cancer patients now that the Food and Drug Administration cleared the use of Histosonics Histotripsy delivery device in hospitals worldwide. This milestone is something that we've been marching toward for years now, and we're right at the cusp. Histotripsy as a technique to treat cancer, as a combined technique with systemic and immunotherapies, will hopefully change the future of cancer treatment. I'm really excited for that. If you get a, a doctor with a nose piercing, are you a little concerned, even if she is Indian? No, no, that's very common these days. Uh, back, back in the day when they were, weren't as common, like my daughter has a nose ring. Um, and yesterday when we were at the, the hospital, like a lot of the, the nurses had some kind of nurse, nose... not doctor, nurse. Nurses are hot. I mean, I think we can agree on that. This is a doctor. <laughs> I'm going to say nowadays you see more hot nurses than when I was young, because when I was young, it was all like older, really heavy set women. You know what I mean? Cafeteria ladies. Cafeteria ladies. Kind of like when I went to high school, you didn't have the hot teachers that you have today. You know what I mean? Because like you hear all those ghosts were older, like your standards drop. Dude, I remember when I was in high school, man, I didn't think any girls were that hot. Like I never look at a chick and be like, holy shit. And now. Right. It's much different, you know what I mean. So, well, to be fair, when I was in high school, my, all my teachers were were older, like you know, significantly, like in their late fifties, early sixties, you know, almost getting ready for retirement age. And now, you know, you have the new generation coming up, and I think that's why you see a lot of more attractive nurses because all the older generation has retired and being replaced by the younger generation. And so, to see a doctor with a nose ring. Not at all. It's not going to alarm me. Um, not going to be concerned at all. You know what I mean? I'm. I don't know. It's mm. kind of like, like that'd be like asking somebody if you saw your doctor have a tattoo. Would that be concerning? No. Well, what kind Everybody of tattoo? Knows. A tribal tattoo? Absolutely. That is freaking me out. If my doctor's got like a half sleeve of tribal, I'm not into it. That's not. That's not someone yeah. that I want to say. Hey, yeah, get in there and fix me up. I see. I don't. I don't know. I. I guess I'm just different when it comes to tattoos. You have a tribal and, tattoo, though, huh? No, I do not. I mean, the closest would be that one, but that's Nordic tri- okay. tribal. And, <laughs> but no, but I know what you mean. Like the old, like the eighty or the late nineties, early two thousands yeah. arm and, and what ah. have you. Yeah, but I don't know. I, to a degree, like it, it, what I would be more concerned is if she had earrings that were spacers. Like gauges? Yeah, like gauges to like stretch the earlobe out. I'd be like, no, get the fuck out of here. A small little diamond? No. Okay. I'm more worried about her big bug eyes. Liver cancer is often diagnosed in later stages when surgery may not be an option. That leaves chemotherapy and radiation treatments, but these can cause severe side effects that may take months to recover from or even cause long-term damage. 
Histotripsy offers an option that homes in far more precisely on the tumor with minimal recovery for the patient. Histotripsy actually uses microsecond ultrasound pulses to activate the nanometer gas pockets in our body and then generate micro bubbles <clears throat> and make the micro bubbles expand <laughs> and collapse within a very short time frame. And that creates very high mechanical strain and stress to disrupt the disease cells, such as the tumor cells. There really isn't Terrors. much of a recovery. After you come out of general anesthesia, many patients ask if the procedure was even done because they don't feel any pain. They can just get up and walk out when they're done. To show its effectiveness, histotripsy was used to treat patients with primary metastatic liver tumors across Europe and the United States during the Hope for Liver clinical trials. The treatments were administered using this robotic arm developed by Histosonics, called the Edison Platform. Much like a traditional ultrasound device, it's positioned over the abdomen where clinicians can then use the platform to lock on to the target tumor. We're now at the treatment stage and everything's automated so the user will essentially enable the treatment and then monitor in real time via the ultrasound feedback as the robot traverses our planned treatment volume. After we discovered the histotripsy phenomenon, we spent a lot of effort in the lab to actually build specialized equipment instrumentation so that we can really use it in a clinical setting. The university team in their diligence showed a great body of research showing the capability of the therapy and it was up to us to make it into a product. This is a treatment region, right? This is a, a dark color ablation zone. Outside that spherical region, there's no other dark color zone indicating there's nothing getting damaged. With the success of human trials and now FDA approval, hospitals will be able to purchase the Edison platform, offering histotripsy as a viable treatment alternative. As we see cancer affecting younger and younger patients, um, and often the younger patients don't have surveillance, so when they present, they're already at advanced stage. And hopefully histotripsy can make a difference in helping these patients. We talked about this too, you know, why are younger and younger patients getting cancer? You know, there's just toxicity all around us here. So, you know, it's sad, man, that uh, these people are almost creating their business, not these specific doctors, but I mean, the establishment, the establishment is the medical, the military, the business, the, uh, you know, government, all these things, they're creating this world that we're living in, where you know, all these politicians have medical stocks and, you know, this stuff's allowed to happen and these treatments are allowed to be, you know, FDA approved because of that iron triangle concept with the lobbyists, the industry, the government, all these things. Um, so, yeah, it's shitty, man. It's shitty to think that, you know, 100 years ago, no kids were getting cancer, you know, and now right. it's like fucking crazy. Uh, well, yeah, that's about it for that video, though. Yeah, it has a lot to do with the uh, the hormones and antibiotics that they're putting in uh, all the processed meat and, and your foods. I mean, it's not 
I mean, I, I used to scoff at people, you know, 10 years ago, oh, go all organic, go organic. And I'd be like, dude, I don't even fucking wash my fruit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Now, complete opposite tra- train of thought, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I, they're they're slowly killing us by all the poisons that, that are in pretty much everything that we consume, even if we think it is healthy. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's better for them to have sick people than dead people, you know, because huh? um, then we they make money from us in an additional way rather than just the thousands of ways that they're taxing us. Um, Let me share this here with you. We talked about this a little bit last last week. I like how this guy breaks this down, Um, getting to the, you know, this massive army of military aged men coming through the border. They're not all Mexican. They're not all, uh, you know, I I don't know, dude. Like you'd think that families would be hopping over, right? A man, a woman, a child all together or, or a man, woman, and then several children, but it's all men coming over. And this guy breaks this down in a way that if we don't break this down clear enough for you, maybe this guy will get through to you. Um, but bottom line is carry a fucking gun. Yeah. And I, I also got to add, I wouldn't believe him if he didn't have the best nostrils ever. He's got good nostrils. He does. And his hat's all the way down to his eyebrows. So, you know, he's telling the truth, but yes. again, where you just a little bit off your eyebrows. So I'm a little sketch on what you, what you might trying to be pushed my way. Yeah. It should be down here. Yeah. So, <laughs> more believable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, listen to what he says though. I, I agree with what he's saying. Uh the messaging for me is not not legit, but the what like the the content, not the delivery, right. but the content is I think very agreeable here. You better physically prepare yourself for what might come really, really soon, right on your doorstep. Everybody's asking me, what's going on in the Middle East? What's gonna happen, Barry? Is this World War Three? A lot of fighting, a lot of badness. We got all this stuff going on at our southern border. A lot of bad people getting in. If you live in a major city, you better keep your head on a swivel. I don't know if you support the Second Amendment or not, but you just might get an opportunity real soon to exercise that. And if you're not putting yourself, if you're not already in a position where you're physically, physically prepared to protect yourself, if you got some disability, you're elderly, you're younger, Surround yourself with people that are physically capable of protecting themselves and protecting you. It could be your life. Out of shape, you could be in the fight for your life sooner than you realize it. Your training and preparation begin right now. Right now. I agree with it, though, man. I think... um, I do. I think that there could be potentially... and, And this is always, I think, true, man... Like I went, um, I put a thousand dollars into my bank, um, my bank account, thousand dollars cash, you know, holding a thousand dollars. A lot of people would do some crazy shit for a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So when I was doing that, I was waiting in line outside the, the fucking drive through one wasn't working. So I was waiting outside. I didn't have my gun with me for whatever reason. I was just running out real quick and just kind of brain farted, didn't bring it with me. Um, but I can also fight. You know what I mean? Like right. I can take care of myself. If someone was to try and take a thousand dollars from me, you're not fucking taking a dollar from me like that. You know what I mean? So I can, right. I can fight. kill me. Yeah. You're going to have to kill me. 
Well, I'm not going to die over a thousand dollars, but I'm also like very confident that I could, you know, defend myself. There's a lot of people out there that can't. And me standing there while I was standing there waiting in line, there's, you know, a person in front of me. But, you know, this fucking ATM was like the slowest ATM in the world. I'm looking all over the place, dude. I'm not just sitting there on my phone. You know what I mean? Uh I'm looking all around. I'm looking like, you know, walking around, looking around corners and shit. And then I this whole time, my cash is in my pocket, by the way. And then when I go up to the ATM, as I'm waiting for it, my back is to the ATM. My back's not to the fucking street and shit. My back's to the ATM. And then I'm turning around looking at it and seeing, like, can I continue? Can I go through the fucking steps here? Um, People need to, like, you need to really be aware. Um, Not not even if you have $1,000, but there's softer targets out there. Old ladies, um, Mm -hmm. smaller dudes, children, things like that, to where... You know, what we see all over the place is people are like, people will steal $10 from a child. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, People have to pay attention. You have to, like the guy says, keep your head on the swivel. I've always done that. My dad's always told me to do that. Um, He kind of programmed me as a little kid. Like if I wasn't paying attention, he'd come up and like, you know, tickle me or slap me or something. Uh, Not to be, you know, violent, but just to, you know, keep me on my toes. And I'm always like that, dude. Like, I always I do that thing where, like, if I'm at a restaurant, I have to face the, the door. I'm not, you know, sitting with my back to the door. Um, A lot more people, need, I think, need to pay attention and just be aware. You can solve so many problems by just fucking being aware of your surroundings. Oh, yeah. When my wife and I first started dating um, and before we really got to know each other, you know, like we do now. I do the same thing in a restaurant, you know, face, face the exit, you know, cause I know I can't, I can't escape that way, but I know I can es- escape that way. And I know that is where danger is going to come at me while well, even sitting there constantly looking around. And she used to think that I was checking out other women, like all, the wait staff or, you know, other patriots coming into the, the restaurant and it wasn't until we got to know each other a little bit more. And I was like, no, I, I, my head's on a swivel. I'm constantly scanning for any type of threat, any type, you know, anywhere we go. And it didn't start clicking until, you know, we'd start going out and the ki- the kids would be with us. And I wouldn't let them out of arm's reach when they were little. You know, I mean, they, they, if, if I couldn't reach them within a, a millisecond, they were too far out, out of my reach or I had to physically hold their hold, ha, have a hold of their hands if we were in public and large crowds. And she's like, you know, what, it, why are you like this? But I, I, like, I like, hurt you? You're like <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I need to keep you guys safe. You're, you know, you're my priority. And, you know, it, it got to the, got to the point where, she 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 eventually was like, you know, I'm really glad you are like that because I feel safe when I'm with you anywhere we go. And I'm like, that's that's the ultimate goal. You know what I mean? Oh, I was a man. That's your I, goal, right? Yeah. You need to be safe. You need to know that, OK, if danger comes, my husband's going to well, not husband then, but my husband's going to do everything, including put his life down to save me and our kids, you know. And I've done that, you know, my whole life, you know, and that's probably why my daughter is a daddy's girl. You know what I mean? She knows she's safe when she's around me. 
you know, my wife's the same way, even, even my stepson. So yeah, keep your head on a swivel. There's nothing wrong with it. You're, you're not a paranoid freak. It's just know your surroundings, know, know your exit strategy. No. I mean, even now it, I revert back on some of the stupidest fucking training that we had to go through before we went overseas. Like I keep a certain distance between me and the car in front of me when we get to a red light. And if I notice someone's been following me for more than two turns, I start making other turns to see. And then, you know, I I start, okay, now we're going to get into maybe an evac mode or whatever. I get to a red light and I see a car really come up on me. All right. I start paying attention. Have they been following me? Because if I have to slam, slam it, reverse, slam, charge and beat feet, that's what I'm going to do. And has it happened since I got out of the military? No, but that training has stuck with me. And it's just another another tool in the bag to keep you safe, because what that guy was saying just kind of harkens back to the, the, the Obama years. You know, everybody's head that was a vet or a patriot or just a, a good hearted American always had their head on a swivel because, you know, you you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. And now we're back in the same situation where we might be facing World War Three. We don't know. You know what I mean? They they love war now. They love war. Well, they need it. They need uh, some kind of war for Biden to get reelected and for the Democrats to continue. And if it you know, if it's not somebody like, uh, you know, RFK or fucking, you know, Ramaswamy or any of these fucking people where they're con- complete controlled opposition. Uh, yeah, I like to tell. Call, I like to call Ramaswamy Obama Swami. Yeah. I mean, he's literally an Obama clone. He's just saying that he's a Republican and not a fucking Democrat. So yeah, it's, it's goofy, man. And uh, the thing is too, what, what really trips me out is like how Democrats will say, that we are being fearful or we're being uh fear porn pushers or whatever the term uh I'm sure fear porn is offensive yeah. to Democrats so they won't say that but you know just the fact that that there's almost a smugness that liberals have uh when it comes to saying things like yeah man like they want Biden to get reelected because you know and and so they need a war for this to happen there's a smugness right. to where like they almost won a war so that he can get mm-hmm. reelected. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. strange because I thought that Democrats were very anti-war, and you know they're they're all about people's safety, good people's safety. The bad people they can go fuck themselves. But what what is interesting is that you're starting to see this like inversion of what good people are. Good people are people that believe that you know climate change is the biggest fucking disaster to ever be in front of us as a human race. And good people are people that vote for Democrats, no matter who they are, vote blue, no matter who bad people are people that don't think that illegal immigrants should come into this country. And bad people are people that vote for Trump and all these things, Uh right? There's bad people that vote for Trump, but there's good people that vote for Trump too. Just like there's good people that vote for Biden, even though they're fucking retarded. There's still uh-huh. good people that vote for Biden. There's bad people that vote for Biden, too, of course. Look at George Soros, right? Um, if he's even allowed to vote, I don't even know where the fuck he lives. No one does. But, you know, it's just interesting, man. It's interesting that uh, the news has done such a good job. Mainstream media has done a really good job at making us think uh, that good and bad are different from what they really are, man. 
and you know it's dividing the country it's doing the the job but we have to sit here and kind of take a step back and be like okay how can we protect our own how can we be you know the men that we want to be and protect the weaker people dude that's what men are there for and there was that clip that i played i think last week where the woman was saying like i'm not racist i'll actually play that again dude um she yeah. was saying like i'm not racist and you know i love when people start their bar. i love chinese people yeah i love when people start like that because it's like well you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i've never really said that ever in my life that i'm not racist um because i don't need to i i feel very right. confident in the way that i view other races but the way that this lady breaks this down is perfect and i wouldn't replay a clip i normally don't but this is so legit to where it's like Women are not supposed to be affiliated with war. Men are. Men are affiliated with violence constantly. And and that's how yeah. it should be. And this is alarming that these people are coming in. I think this is the biggest story, man. Fuck Iran and or, uh, Israel and Palestine and Iran. But fuck Israel and Palestine. Fuck Ukraine. Fuck this multi-front war that it seems like our government wants to fight. This is the biggest story. This fucking you know, infiltration at the Southern border, man. And this lady talks about this really well. She looks like a dude, but uh, is a lady here and listen to what she says again. Before you, before you play it for $10, would you lick that mole underneath her right eye for $10? Would you suck suck on it? Like a nipple for $10. That that's a nipple mole. Yeah. I'm not doing anything for $10. 15. No. Up it to a thousand, I'll do it. A thousand? Yeah. Dude, uh, I'd do it for a fucking a hundred bucks. No, I'm not doing it for a hundred bucks. I'm very happy right now financially. I'm not doing that shit for a fucking hundred bucks. <laughs> I'll do it for a thousand. But yeah, <laughs> check I'm out what she says. Let me first say I'm not a racist, okay? but men go to war. And women and children flee war. Where are all the women and children, please? Everybody that's coming over are fighting age men. They're soldiers. Now, are they there to protect us or are they there to round us up? What are these immigration centers for if we're not using them? What are all these new prisons for if we're not using them? Prisoners are being released early on tide. What are the FEMA camps built for? The largest one can accommodate 2 million people. But where the hell do they expect to find 2 million people? And more importantly, why? There's something else going on they're not telling us about. Because it's cataclysmic. And we should be told. We should be allowed to make preparations. Putin, who's supposed to be the bad guy, has made preparations for every single one of his citizens. Man, woman and child. But what are our governments doing for us? Absolutely nothing. Do you want to know what immigration is really all about? Ask them. Because they're working with the SAS. They're working with our military. They are soldiers. That's my view. Why is it that our own veterans are living on the streets? Why our own people are living on the streets? And yet these people can come over and live in hotels and get £175 a week. That's more than our unemployed get. Because they're on the payroll. There is something being planned and it's not good. Not good at all. For any of us. And I said before, where are all the women and children? Men go to war. Women and children flee war. Why are they coming here? There's no war here. Why aren't they fighting for their own countries? Why are they coming here? And why are we accommodating them when we're not even accommodating our own people? Let me first say, I'm not a racist. Yeah, I like what she says there. And this post uh, comes from Total Disclosure 1 on Instagram. And uh, they, they leave a good comment here it says uh what she said except with one exception 
I'm not on team Putin, this guy says, or this person says, even though I believe Ukraine provoked the conflict, which is true, in my opinion, as well. I believe even Putin is controlled. All of them are. I agree with that as well. I am on team West, Western civilization, and I am on team Portugal. So obviously we got a Portuguese individual here. Um, this is my home, as is my lady's birthplace and my current headquarters. I am on the, uh, I am of the mentality. We patriots need to empower patriots of all nations to take care of their own homes first and foremost. That's fucking the most agreeable thing right there. Take care of your shit. If you're a Mexican living in Mexico, take care of Mexico. Fuck the United States as far as you're concerned. Not fuck them as far as like bomb them. But who gives a fuck what the United States is doing? Who gives a fuck what Canada's doing? Take care of your shit there in Mexico. Brazilians, take care of Brazil. Fucking Argentinians, take care of Argentina. Canadians, take care of Canada. But continuing with what this says, before even thinking of meddling in any outside conundrum take care of your shit before you get involved in other countries business and the last sentence here is god bless america and god bless europe we will prevail i like that message man i think that that is what more people need to fucking put out there and as a fucking portuguese dude saying that are liberals going to call him racist because he's saying portugal first no they by by their own belief system they shouldn't but they'll find a way to probably do that um it kind of reminds me of uh is it jordan peterson that always says you know make sure your your own room is clean before you you worry says, about make your bed i fucking make hate your jordan bed. peterson now but yeah he says like make but, your bed but it is true you know yeah if, yeah. if Mexicans would stand up there's more Mexican civilians and there are cartel members. Stand up to your fucking cartels. Yes, you're going to lose some bodies. You're going to lose some bodies. If we could unite the gangs in the United States to go after corrupt government and then give the the land back to the people and be free, dude, what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Let's take yeah. care of America. Let's let's help our our vets, our homeless. I, I, even if you're not a vet and you're homeless, like help these people. Everybody needs a lift up. Not everybody needs a handout. You know what I mean? Like I think clean your like, before you move too far ahead, not to jump in and interrupt you, but like how you mentioned the cartels. I think that the cartels are less corrupt than the Mexican government, and I think that's why Probably. they don't step in. Similar to how, like, here in the United States in, like, the 80s, 90s, you know, even before that, too, the mob, right, the Italian mafia here in the U.S., yeah, they did some horrible shit, and the, the you know, media painted them to be these evil people. They kept their streets clean. I'd rather have those people in charge than the fucking government that we have right now, because what we have is a fucking mob that is actually endorsed by the government, and these people are out here literally committing crimes against humanity and they're able to do it because they have the fucking long dick of the law on their side. So back then, you know, these mafiosos, like you said, they kept their fucking streets clean, dude. If you were huh? doing shit that they didn't allow, if you were doing shit with women or children, dude, they didn't like that at all. And the, no. the government, the the powers that be right now, they're all about fucking with women and children, fucking with weak people. Even if you fucked yeah. with old people, the mob didn't like that, right? It was like Very true. men. You can fuck with even- men. 
that don't listen to the fucking narrative and don't do what we need. And other than that, fucking leave these people alone, man. Um, yeah, I forgot. I even I forgot all about that narrative until you just said that because, you know, it was family first. It was yeah. You don't pick on the fucking weak. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, not at all. You you go home. You take care of your wife. You take care of your children. Or or, or you know parents. They, they, parents. They'd see a struggling business. Hey, all right, we're gonna help you out. You know, but you're gonna have to pay a little bit. But we're still gonna help you out and have your back. You know, the government doesn't do that. Yeah. The government just takes all your money and, and says, fuck you, and, and pretty much sacrifices you for whatever the fuck they want. The government's not going to help you unless you're General Motors, Walmart, Costco. Yep. You know, they're not going to help the mom and pop fucking deli like the mafia used to do, man. And I'm not sitting here saying that the mafia didn't do anything wrong. Um, but, you know, the narrative is always written by the winners, right? And the winners okay. were not the mafia in that scenario. In that scenario. So, so. kind of interesting to think about. I'm going to play one clip before we get out of here. And this kind of kind of tags along with that that uh that cryptid that we talked about in the beginning. The opium bird, the very real opium bird. Pulled my pants off me and I'm like, "Oh great. What what she's going to kill me. They're going to find my naked body here." It's worse. It's worse. As soon as she got my pants off me, she started like jerking the ween, jerking the ween, jerking the ween. And I'm like, whoa, you know, that's not going to work. You know, what are you doing? And then the next thing I know, keep in mind, this is a big Sasquatch, like a comparable to like a big hairy Russian woman. I mean, she was big. She was like, you know, seven and a half, eight feet tall and hairy. And so I'm down there on the ground. I'm completely naked. My clothes have been ripped off me. And she starts giving me a knobber. It was it was all just biological. I didn't have any choice. She did. She pulled. What a weirdo! <laughs> what is he talking about? Hey, it's satire. He basically was getting raped by a female Bigfoot. <laughs> you know, she was giving him a handy and, and started go, get going down orally. I'm gonna play this one clip. I just want to know because I'm mixed where I stand on this because I was raised never ever hit a woman but i know oh, you can hit a woman there's women out there now that that kind of take advantage of that and yeah. i'm just going to play this it, it's i want to say it's in probably russian or or some kind of dialect but i live i live i live yeah fine it is fine like she stood up, slapped the shit out of him, and he just slapped her the fuck back, and she, she flew back and and landed on her ass, and now she's just like, okay, I fucked up. Yeah, look at all the men there are, that are around. If he did something wrong, one of these dudes would, would dudes would have fucking stood up and done something about it. Yeah. She was probably a drunk bitch, dude. I've dealt with this stuff before, man. I've dealt with women that are being fucking out of control. And they are one million percent in the wrong, and no one wants them doing what they're doing. Doing, you know what I mean? Like that's not allowed, dude. Like I, I do believe in like the idea of equal rights, but there is this whole thing where it's like, yeah, that that goes into the dangerous territory too. If you want to sit right. there and fucking swing on a dude and hit them over and over again, 
I mean, not just once. He might have he might have rushed it a little bit, you know, but who knows? I mean, this is when they started filming. That chick might have hit him fucking 10 times before that or three times before that. Right. What are you supposed to do if you're a man just supposed to fucking take the fucking shots and just sit there? No, man, you have every fucking right to defend yourself. That's how you're raised. That's how we're raised. You know what I mean? Like, and and it's and it's frustrating because there's a part of me that's like, yo, if if my wife and I got into an argument to where I mean she was just fucking throwing haymakers. At some point, if I hit her, right? But if I threw a, a fucking punch back, knocked her out, or landed her on her ass. I would be in the wrong in the eyes of the law. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Nine nine times out of 10, they're going to side with the woman. Dude, like I said, I've been in this situation before and the fucking woman involved got arrested because of proof that I was not doing anything wrong. You know what I mean? And it's a, you know, it's a vulnerable thing to share. Yeah. But yeah, you have to have proof if you're a man and you're defending yourself against a fucking woman because it sounds wild. But yeah, dude, if someone's doing some fucking violent shit to you, you have every right as a fucking human being, not a man or woman, just a human being to fucking stick up for yourself and just not let that shit happen, man. Um, Yeah, it's usually like what they'll do is they'll check your hands for any kind of bruises on your knuckles or any cuts. Um, So if you're a man defending yourself, use elbows. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of dirty. But like I said, man, like. I'm uh I'm team I'm team human and then right after that I'm team man dude. So many men get taken advantage of in the legal system and whether it's like, you know, domestic uh situations or if it's or child uh, support. Child child situations, right? Like the woman always gets the fucking thing and yeah, let's be real here. I know we got a lot of male listeners. The 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 crazy ratio for men to women, I think that women by far are crazier than men. Well, I they, think by they, far. They do bleed for seven days and don't die. I, I mean, I know that and I know, but like I said, dude, like there's a lot of good men out yeah. there that are just trying to fucking do their shit. Right. And women take advantage that of was satire people. That was satire. Okay. Well, I actually do. I second that. I think that it's wild. Uh, and, you know, Eve cursed all the women out there. That's why, yeah. you know, they, they bleed for seven days, but dude, you know, it's just, it's sad, man, because uh, obviously like that, that one's kind of hyped up a little bit, right. but dude, think about the guy that's living with some fucking abusive wife that maybe makes more money than him. And they have a kid together and she's going out there and cheating on him and like fucking hitting him and shit, you know, because he's too much of a pussy to really stand up for himself. That is or a very real situation. Have, have these high standards of morals. He might not be a pussy. He's just, ingrained with that high standard of morals like if i put my hands on her i'm going to jail for the rest of my fucking life you know what i mean because yeah. that's that's basically what's ingrained in, in your head as a man if you're raised as a proper man you know what i mean yeah. i raised my steps up and you you don't fucking put your hand you treat a woman with respect yada 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 i think that those values of trying to instill that in um kids these days might be a little outdated because women aren't the same as they were back in the fucking eighties and nineties. Yeah. The the, 80s the, the, and 90s, a lot of women, you know I mean? dude, a lot of women are whores and assholes. A lot of them, not all of them. There's a lot of great women out there, 
But, dude, a lot of women will take advantage. And actually, my dad, dude, it was kind of the opposite of that. He said, defend yourself no matter what. I think he knew that I had like a higher level of common sense than most people. And I, I pride myself on that. I think that I'm very logical. And um, I think that they kind of knew that. And my dad told me like, hey, you know, when you're able, like he made it very clear, women are weaker than you physically. So don't just go out there and fucking pick fights and do fucked up shit. But if you're being abused, you don't ever deserve that. Like stick up for yourself. And everyone, everyone should fucking hear that, man. Like, like I said, use elbows, use something else so that you don't have any fucking bruises. But yeah, dude, stand up for yourself. If someone's fucking abusing you doesn't fucking matter what they got between their legs like don't take abuse from anybody man uh no. that's and my thought i'm not saying this is the greatest advice i just remember receiving this advice and it and i think it was actually from one of my my black friends in the military he's like dude my dad raised me he's like if a woman meets or exceeds your weight she's no longer a man she's fair game if she that's hits true. you she hits back and i was just like hmm okay so that's true. Actually, Tim Dillon made that point too. When that, I don't know if you remember that fat black girl that was going out there trying to stab uh, another black girl uh, because of some like, you know, cheating or some, uh, one of the girls fucked the other one's friend or something. This massively fat black 16 uh, year old, she was 16, but she was probably, you know, 510, maybe 280. I mean, she was big, okay. running out big there girl. with a knife. And these cops shot her ass, you know, and and Tim Dillon was like, at a certain weight, you're no longer a child at 280 pounds. You're not a minor anymore. You're a fucking grown ass man at 280 pounds. Shoot the bitch. That's what he said. You know, he's a gay fucking comic. You know, dude went out there. You know, he kind of leans. I don't even think he leans to the right. He's kind of moderate. More left. Moderate. Yeah, he's just moderate, dude. And it was just funny to hear that because, yeah, dude, if a 280-pound chick is coming at me with a knife, I'm treating that like a fucking man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm not fighting it. I'm not I'm not going, oh, my God, I don't want to hurt you. I'm stomping your fucking no head. Offense. If the girl was 5'5 five, five and a buck 20 and coming at me with a knife, you're getting dealt with. Oh, you're yeah. going to get fucking dealt with because now I'm, your life isn't any more important than mine. I'm going to save my life. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to neutralize your threat. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Sam, man, obviously we're not advocating for any kind of violence and, and, you know, you know, right. Obviously fucking use your head out there. People need to use their heads, but if someone's abusing you, you have every right to fucking stand up for yourself and uh, what's right will prevail always. So, you know, Best of luck to people out there, man. It's a tough fucking world to navigate for a man these days. Oh, hell yeah. So how about we do this? You gotta fuck yourself, dickhead. You are fuck. <laughs> My cunt of the week is going to that fucktard that gave us the fake cryptid. Oh, the rapper guy? Yeah. I don't know if it's if he's necessarily faking it, and maybe they're real, dude. You know, they, they like might. You be, said, they same might. Same people uh, say Bigfoot's fake. True. Um, you know, we mentioned we mentioned you know the the complications uh, that we had recording. I'm going to say my primary kind of the week is Bill Gates for inventing these horrible computers. Apple is far superior. I'm getting an Apple this month. 
fuck Microsoft and fuck Bill Gates because these things run for two years now, and that's it. They run for two years seamlessly, and then you have endless problems. And then also, I'll say, you know, like a, a you know, secondary kind of the week is any woman that thinks that they can just go around beating up on dudes. That's not fucking yep. cool either. So, uh, okay, yeah, so my, my secondary, cool. my secondary is going to be Greta Thunberg. Okay. Well, yeah, we got four cons for you. But yeah, dude, as someone that's been through that and been, you know, in the in the the on the shitty end of that, um, yeah, fuck these bitches that think that they can just get, you know, anything handed to them and no matter what they do, it's cool. Um that that just isn't how it is. So, you know, there's people out there that are smarter than you and um we're we're done. We're done with the abuse, right? Yeah. So Stop abusing us. <laughs> I know. I, it's obviously kind of a joke, but yeah, dude, it's just wild, man. The entitlement of some fucking people. But yeah, man, I think this was a fun one. Yeah, it's unfortunate we couldn't get the other one out, but yeah, this was solid. Hell yeah! Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another delayed, not on purpose episode of the Conspiracy Underground News Team. We will see you next Tuesday. Or Thursday, because this is when it's coming out. So we'll see you next Thursday. But we will see you next Tuesday as well. Or Wednesday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday or something. Okay, so I, I quit the audio on my end. Um